Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Are you okay, buddy? Testing, one, two, three. Can you hear me? <laughs> First time. First time. No, All right. right. <laughs> I figured. So people are always nervous the first time. Oh, yes, I am. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com. Can I text you? Yes, yeah, 70236. Include the keyword OTM. OTM. Okay. How do you spell that? Uh, o. <laughs> yeah. O-H. O-H. T-E-E. T-E-E. E-M-M. All right, I got it. Okay. Are you happy now? I'm happy. I doubt that. Oh, it is the season to be jolly, Lawrence. Uh, you Are know. you jolly? <laughs> you don't look jolly, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Why not? One of our good listeners I ran into yesterday said, why is Joe so grouchy all the time? Why does he hate everything? Me, grouchy? <laughs> and I said, no, that's just an act. He's not really curmudgeonly. He's actually a happy guy. So he's not. Uh, it's, it's, he just portrays a, a Trumpian, stop the stealer, big lie supporter on the radio. He's what do you mean, actually, big lie? What's wrong with you? Yeah, there you go. It's the truth. Good job. He's back in character. It's Let's like, get Scott. Perry up here, he'll tell you what's going on. It's like when you run into somebody who's doing a play or maybe in a movie and they stay in character because they don't want to get out of character. And they, they, you say, well, what about the big lie? And then they say, what big lie? What are you talking about? There, exactly. <laughs> All right. That is a fictional character he's portraying there. On the market, as I mentioned, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. So please avail yourself of their great sponsorships. We've kind of left two conversations on the table. One about Pittsburgh not going to ticket people after minor track of traffic infractions after they found out that a significantly large disproportionate number of their uh, traffic tickets were going out to individuals of color and uh, specifically blacks and blacks only make up about a quarter of the population in Pittsburgh but they got all the traffic stops last year for minor infractions and most of them the year before and so it raised the question within the police department are they being targeted and then the after discussion was uh, well also so for some of the younger individuals who might be black and might not have the kind of opportunities others do or might not avail themselves of the many opportunities available, uh, it starts a cycle of um, uh, of uh, appearances in the justice system for just Lawrence's worthless analysis. Well, you get a me, ticket, you can't pay it, you get jailed, worthless. you can't get out, you can't pay the <laughs> fines, you get jailed, it's and uh, you're you know you're you're deemed in society as somebody who's uh, what about West Stop, stop and think about what you've just said. They are criminal infractions. Well, that's true. They don't pay your fines, but... No, it's not that. 80% of the people that they pulled over for secondary violations, which is like having a burned-out brake light or headlight, having an improperly displayed license plate or temporary tag, uh, having a registration inspection or emission sticker that is expired by less than two months. Supporters have said the measure would address a disproportionate number of traffic stops involving people of color.
color. So does that mean people of color are basically ignoring traffic laws in order to drive? You know, and what you're saying basically, and then, then they find that other people, when the, those arrests lead to, or those stoppages lead to other arrests because they discover other violations that are more serious. 80% of the people who were pulled over for secondary violations and then arrested for other charges were black. By 2021, he said that number jumped to 100%. Now, what does that tell you? I mean, if they weren't if they weren't originally involved in having a bad burned out brake light or headlight or something like that, they weren't stopped for that. The police discover something else. It's a it's dangerous to not have your brake lights on. I recently <laughs> somebody told me that one of my cars had a brake light burned out. I went immediately to to uh, uh, get it repaired you because can't it's dangerous. Your own brake lights. Huh? Can't change your own brake lights? No, I can't. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, um, so but I mean that's if and if, if they what stop would you me. Do? Okay. So you see this? You see that all of the arrests last year were for individuals who were black. What eighty percent of the then a hundred percent of those who also had other violations right. that were more serious. That's a perfectly normal situation. That should continue. Well, why shouldn't it? I mean, just tell okay, me why well, thank it shouldn't. You, but that's, just a, that's a version of yes. That's fine. So that's fine. If you're disproportionately targeting blacks, But you're not disproportionately up. targeting blacks. You are targeting people who have burned out taillights or brake lights. If they happen to be black, should they let them go? And let will only target white people who have uh, broken taillights because, uh, well, they probably won't have other charges to file against them. <laughs> yeah, Is that paperwork. the way we're going to go now? Save down? on paperwork. And, you know, look at, look at uh, New York City. Uh, I forget who the commissioner was. I, I wish I could remember his name. But under the uh, Rudy Giuliani administration, they started this quality of life type policing where if somebody throws a rock through a window, they get arrested. And it, everybody conceded that it led to a safer city. Now look at New York with a liberal DA who won't prosecute anybody. They had pictures on this morning in front of the, one of the best hotels in New York City of a family walking out the door or walking headed to the door and being accosted by three or four young men, and they happened to be black, uh, waving guns, and they were robbed right in broad daylight in front of their hotel. Mm. You know, and then they're saying we don't have a crime problem in this country. Well, what, ha- what else has happened in Pittsburgh that this is being brought up and talked about? I understand that it doesn't bother you that uh, blacks are stopped more disproportionately. Maybe they have more if they're traffic. Stopped, if they're stopped without just cause, it does bother me. But right. if they have violated the law, mm-hmm. or they have violated the traffic laws, if you don't want those laws on the book, take them off. Take them off for Say everybody, no white or black, yellow, brown, green. Take them off. Right. But if they're on the books, enforce them for everybody. And is it possible there is a racial component to this that blacks are targeted? How would you target somebody if I'm stopping you for a burnout taillight? How would I know what color you are? I'm looking at the taillight. <laughs> well, you can see the driver. Well, when you pull them over, but when you see the broken taillight... Is it possible that there's a racial component? And you're saying that answer is I, I don't know. How, no. where, where would it come in? How would it, how would it happen? If they're looking at things like an improperly displayed license plate, you're looking at the back how of the car. How would it be implemented? Right. How would you, how would well, you target maybe, somebody with this? I don't know. Maybe they're looking at the driver first, then looking over the vehicle. I mean, I'm speculating. Okay. This is oh, pure there, there's speculation. There's a black person, and let's see if they can find some reason to stop them. You, know, so you maybe, think that's what the police are doing? Uh, no, no, no. I'm speculating. I should have said I was speculating. Oh, wait. I did about three times. <laughs> I'm just speculating. Maybe they're looking at the driver. Maybe somebody's looking at the driver first and then looking at the vehicle to see 
see if there's infractions. Uh, maybe they're uh, w- doing verbal warnings for whites more than blacks. In other words, if you're black, you get a citation. If you're white, they say, but I think I'm sorry, Joe, your taillight's out. Get that fixed. I think that's what they do. Uh, I've never heard anybody... Oh, they do favor whites for no, verbal warnings. No, I'm saying I believe everybody, if that's all they find is a taillight, they give them a, an, a warning, uh, an equipment warning, mm-hmm. to get it fixed. Now, if they're stopped again and they haven't gotten it fixed, they will be ticketed. Okay. But, well, you know, they if unless they have some other violation going on, that's all they do. They get a notice to get get it fixed. Well, if you are if you are right and there is no racial component to this, it's just coincidence that blacks have more infractions, then they should keep doing it. They shouldn't pause this. There's no reason just, forget the race. There's no reason scoff laws who don't who flout the uh, traffic laws should go unsighted. So Well, you could make the I'll, argument. I'll agree with you on that as long as you right. are 100% certain that there is no well, racial component. Agree with you about something else. You could make the argument that uh, may, perhaps these people are of lower uh, economic circumstances, and they don't have the money to keep the car in tip-top shape all the time. You know, it may not be a willing act on their part. It may just be they don't have the financial resources to get it done. I didn't say that, but that no, but is that is genius. a possibility. That is genius. I like that. I'm that is one of my three hat hooks for this is going to be that one the cycle of justice, two the lower economic status factor, and two. Uh, the potential speculation possibility maybe there's a racial component to the stops themselves. All right. I, again, I don't have any evidence, so I'm, I don't want to assume that the, you know there's a racial. Well, we issue all know in the Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh police are racist, right? We all know that. Do we? Uh, see, we I know, did as not, you always no, say, we I did not know. We that know job, that but, to be true. But no, if, we don't know that to be true. <laughs> I don't believe they are. Are they racist I, or not? Well, I've never seen it, and I well, lived out. Why are you saying they are? I'm not. That's, oh, that's you. You're always the one who says I we know that to that. be true. Never said it. Oh my God. <laughs> why don't we God take too. Friday and Saturday off? <laughs> right. Oh, you always do. Anyway, Van, you're on the mark. Thank you so much for weighing in on this important topic. Go right ahead. Good morning, uh, Mark. So, why would color even be any concern at all with when it comes to breaking any law in this country? I, I don't know. I'm speculating that maybe Pittsburgh, that there could be a racial component. I don't know. Joe conceded that the possibility exists, so that's nice to uh, to to enjoy. I, I'm not saying that there is a racial component. I'm just saying that if there is, you should do something about it. I, I don't, but again, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't tell you why, one why word. Should even, why should that even be a consideration? Why should it even be an if there is? It's just the fact that people are breaking the law. The law is for everybody. Oh, yeah, if there's no racial component to it, you know, I, th- I think this examination, I think the numbers of arrests of black individuals versus whites is uh, noteworthy. We'll just leave it at that. And it's led to this action that they're considering this not doing infractions. So I think that examination is fine. I'm not sure that their action is, is the right one. But if you're, you know, same thing around here. If you have an officer who's disproportionately targeting minorities, well, you should stop that. But if, if you're stopping any vehicle at all whatsoever that has an infraction, it may fall on the shoulders of minorities. Well, that's not a racial component. That's 
probably more coincidence or just, you know, reflective of what Joe said. Maybe there's a socioeconomic factor involved. Who knows? Well, and then here's, here's another thing, Van, that uh, last week, uh, Pittsburgh, the proposed legislation presented a, uh, said that this presents a safety issue as drivers who operate vehicles that weren't up to vehicle code standards. They argued that police data didn't add up with claims that traffic stops escalate to violent incidents that need to be limited through these measures. He cited statistics showing that from 2018 through 2020, Pittsburgh police conducted 52,000 vehicle stops. Of them, only 11 resulted in police pulling out a taser or firearm or using another method of physical restraint. So it's solving a problem that doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that what percentage is that? Very, very low. So Extremely why low. Is it, yeah, why is it even being addressed? And it seems to me like it, it's always something to like bring up something about race, like these, like all oh, black people, or there's it's racism, the, the white people that are in charge coming down on the black people. And all it's trying to do is, is make this racial divide even more so in this country. Yeah. Well, one of the other things they're doing is they're creating a 60-day grace period for late vehicle and emissions inspections. So if a car inspection was expired for more than 60 days, officers would be allowed to pull over that vehicle under the new legislation. So well, when, you, when you have a, everyone knows you have to get your car inspected once a year. Remember, it used to be <laughs> twice a year. It did used to I be twice. imagine yep. going back to being twice a year, but once a year, and how difficult is that? Right. Well, but uh, cops stop. Probably no more difficult than getting a voter ID, photo voter ID. Yeah, but mm-hmm. lots of people let That's their inspections <laughs> expire. They, you know, they get busy or whatever. I, I'm just saying that it is common, you know, for whatever reason. The re- You asked why, and I don't know why. But, but you know, it, uh, that is a fine against the driver, not against the vehicle, but against the driver. If you have an expired right. inspection. Right. So if you well, get people, into a car that has People have got to learn to be responsible. Sure. I mean, this country is getting pathetic with not holding people accountable for stuff. But just not to totally change the subject, but about people, you know, being suffering injustice. How about some of the people on January sixth that were arrested or I guess I they were put in jail, put it that way, and some of them are still in jail, have yet to be before a judge. Now so how can that happen in this country? Do you either you guys have an idea how that can legally happen? How you can be put in jail and never get before a judge or be charged with anything? Well, that's why we have hate writs of habeas corpus. Somebody should be filing a writ of habeas corpus on their behalf, a family member but, or somebody. But it's perfectly legal to do that in America. Now, I don't know if you realize that or not, but it is legal, and it's through the Patriot Act. And it's because if you're identified as a domestic terrorist, that can happen to you. And see, that's the thing that we're seeing now, because that Patriot Act was passed, that that can happen in America. Those people are legally in jail, according to our laws, through the Patriot Act. And what's going on up now in New York State, they're trying to pass through their state legislature where the governor will have authority where she can go ahead and identify someone as a health threat, therefore recognizing them as a domestic terrorist, where they will fall underneath those same guidelines in the Patriot Act, and they can be incarcerated and basically kept if they want to, in solitary confinement for any length of time that the governor would deem is is appropriate. Well, then they are being held legally, so it's just it's a shame that they're being considered terrorists. But that's the probably habeas corpus. Habeas corpus has been done away with. You're right. Right. To a so. speedy trial has been done away with with the Patriot Act. If yeah. 
they identify you as a domestic terrorist. You can thank now, President. Isn't that, a, isn't that a comforting thought? You can thank President Obama are, for that. Huh? You can thank President Obama for that. No, the Patriot Bush, Act. Well, he Bush. started it, yeah, but Obama had the opportunity to stop it and decline to do so. Yeah, well, then, see, that, that's the whole thing. They don't want to decline to do that because they want to, and through what's coming, and I, I know you guys, you're, you know, and the whole thing with this vaccine thing, hey, if you want to take it, go ahead. If you don't, I think you have a right not to. But we're, what we're going to see, I believe, is where they're going to push this and make it mandatory where they will then identify people. New York State wants to do that through what they want to pass. They want to identify people as a, as a health threat and then have them arrested. I saw the other day where a man was arrested up in New York at a Panera Bread because he did not have a vaccine ID card and was in the building trying to get food. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awful. That's happening in America. That was posted by Sean Hannity on Rumble. And then, you know, I don't listen to a lot of Sean Hannity. My brother sent me that, but I even watched it. Okay. I'm not a Hennedy fan. But. Yeah, the Patriot Act is a big, onerous thing. You know, we, we often talked about what it was doing to people at, at Gitmo and uh, a few people in the U.S., but not widespread numbers. Now that we have, what is it, a dozen or so jailed under the Patriot Act in Washington, well, they're not jailed in Washington, but that's where the infractions occurred. Um, you know, it's, it starts to put the Patriot Act under the microscope. Should have been repealed a long time ago. I really felt, you know, it's 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 a huge uh, scar on President Obama's uh, legacy that he failed to do so. Yes, we stayed safe from terrorists. You know, I know President Bush's supporters and President Obama's supporters and, and others since then will say, okay, well, you know, look, we haven't had an attack from an outside terrorist. Well, bear in and, mind, and that's noteworthy, but it should have been repealed a long time ago. Bear in ago. mind the President, or I forget who said it, but it's, maybe it was President Bush, said the Constitution is not a suicide pact. You know, we have the right to be secure and safe in our persons, and that's one of the guarantees in the Constitution. But the Patriot Act does violate the Fourth Amendment, which says the government cannot conduct a search without a warrant or uh, show it without showing probable cause to believe that the person has committed or will commit a crime. So there is a violation there that should have been addressed. I mean, it should have been addressed by the Supreme Court. If it wasn't, or maybe it was, was it? No, no. It, has, it, does, it has not been. All right, thank you so much, Van. Thanks for calling in. Interesting topic. Appreciate your call, Van, and as always. Let's take the Patriot back all the way to Pittsburgh. You know, what's the connection between the Patriot Act, which calls for onerous viola or onerous enforcement of laws on blacks, or just coincidence that they're all black? And they're not all black. Uh, they're mostly black. Eighty percent, right? No, Even that's eighty percent of those who are arrested for subsequent additional oh, okay. violations. Not eighty percent of those. What's the proportion of people who are stopped just? being black okay. the first time. Here we go. I'll give you the number. Pittsburgh police data shows that officers conducted 4,650 traffic stops involving black motorists in 2020, compared to 4,513 involving white motorists and 120 involving Hispanic or Latino motorists. About 23% of Pittsburgh's residents are black and more than 3% are Hispanic or Latino. 65% are non-Hispanic, non-Latino whites, according to the census. Blacks are twice as likely to get stopped in Pittsburgh than whites. Maybe for the reasons you outlined, I like your socioeconomic factor that goes into car maintenance. Having been poor during my life, I know that it's hard to maintain a car. 
it's expensive. It That's why be. I know how to change my own traffic lights. Oh, Rob. You change traffic lights? Do you know how too? fabulous Rob is? He just reminded us of something very important. Don't forget to break. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah, he's smiling. All right, we'll take that quickie break. Uh, we would have time for a caller, 1-800-795-9565. Got uh, three emails pending, none of which are on this particular topic, but we're talking about a disproportionate number of blacks stopped in Pittsburgh. No, that's we not we're talking about at all. We're talking about an ordinance that would eliminate uh, to stopping people for infractions of the law. That's not what we're talking about. That's we'll, what I'm talking about. Right, that's, not what, that's not what I'm talking about. We'll be back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. An old white guy in Sunbury sends us a note. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, the old white guy from Sunbury says, Old white men experts on racism? Hilarious! Shimoka Dam Police should have a good view of drivers when sitting at the off-ramp of Routes 11 and 15 or in Ollie's parking lot, just saying. But they're looking for something specific, Tom. They're looking for registration stickers that are not no longer valid, or inspection stickers that are no okay. longer valid. You're looking at a specific place on the windshield of a vehicle. You're not looking at who's driving the car. Well, you only have a few drivers, really. You only have a few seconds to glance at, at it, you know, because people are driving by. Nobody stops and says, hey, cop, take a look at what I got in my window. Well, the inspection stickers change color. I think they pick up on that, too. Yes, well, on the number. And... Uh, Inspection stickers on the inside of the vehicle. Sometimes it's hard to see in but because of all the reflections. But it's always at the same place on the vehicle. By law, it's on the driver's hand side, lower left-hand corner of the windshield. Uh, and, uh, Tom, if old white men can't discuss anything, we can't discuss anything. You know, right. if, if our only perspective must be dismissed because well, we're Well, it's white typical guys. of people on the left, and Tom's on the left. It's always race. Everything's race. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Another listener sends us this note, not specific. On says, this topic. Um, the guy just makes stuff up. I heard him say this yesterday. It didn't make sense, and now I see why. President Biden has said Tuesday that Senator Joe Manchin told a liberal caucus in the House that, quote, Joe Biden didn't mislead you. I misled you. But later, the White House followed up by clarifying that Manchin did not characterize himself as having been misleading. Okay, okay, I'm not certain I understand that either. Do you? Uh, no. So he's President Biden said Tuesday that yeah. Senator Joe Manchin told a liberal caucus in the House that Joe Biden didn't mislead you. I misled you. Okay. But later, the White House followed up by clarifying that Manchin did not characterize himself as having been misleading. Okay. But that's so. exactly what he did. He, if he said Joe Biden didn't mislead you, I misled you. 
then he obviously was saying that he misled you. If anybody misled anybody, it's Joe Manchin. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. He may have misled the president, saying he was going to go on board if they could just come up with the magic number. But then on Sunday, of course, he told uh, Brett Baird that he, he was out. That was it. But we still don't know. Brett or uh, Joe Manchin told somebody else, another radio host, that uh, there were conversations with the White House that were very... I don't know what to say, like maybe disparaging or threatening or... or well, Jen Psaki certainly came up with some very caustic well, things not to that say sta- about it. that statement was nothing. This was, and this would have been before that, that uh, Joe Manchin said that the White House had... Uh, if, if, if we knew what the White House said to him, White House staff said to him, now he's careful not to say it was Joe Manchin, or uh, Joe, Joe Biden. Biden saying it, um, if, if we knew, we would agree with him, that if we only knew what the White House staff had said to Joe Manchin, well, listen, we'd agree. Did you hear Bette Midler's comment? Bette Midler, the singer? The singer, yeah. Okay. She, she weighed in. She's now had no. apologized for it. I don't know whether we have it, but uh, she said something like, he represents a miserable state of West Virginia where everybody is either illiterate, um, <laughs> what was it, illiterate, uh, or strung out, or something else. Oh, they're... Uh, Ill, an, ill-educated, illiterate, or strung out. Yeah, it's an opioid She had to apologize state. for it, as well right. she should. But that that shows the disdain people on the left hold for anybody that disagrees with them. You must be some sort of a cretin if you disagree with me. And if the people of West Virginia in their uh, uneducated and strung out state agreed with Brett Bette Midler, they well, would be that, well, they'd be wonderful people. Working class ish- people working through their issues. <laughs> so it just depends on which, which side of the aisle they're on. All right. Thank you for that, uh, Joseph. Sorry we had to hack through it a little bit. Um, uh, say, here's the tweet. I think I've got it. I'll give the, the exact, original one. Yeah, the exact warning. She apologized for insulting them. Uh, where is it? Oh, well, maybe they're not printing it. They just said she apologized for issuing an insulting tweet. Uh, no, don't see it here. Apparently they... Well, we, we obviously oh, I, captured the here flavor we go. of this. Here's what she said. Bette Midler says, uh, Manchin wants the U.S. to be like West Virginia, poor, illiterate, and strung out. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a higher so, proportional use of opioids. You disagree with me. Virginia. You disagree with somebody in the left, and that's what and they do. you're become. strung out, baby. Strung out. <laughs> poor, illiterate, and strung out. All right. So that's ill-advised. It certainly was. Whoever told her to say that. And, of course, she apologized for it. I'm sure the apology was <laughs> dripping with sincerity. Only if you were offended by it. <laughs> She's not as sorry that she feels that way. She's just sorry that you're offended by hearing it. Yeah, I love when people say that. If I offended you, if I'm I sorry. If I offended you, well, then I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not sorry for what I said. Not that I made a stupid mistake and in opening my mouth. I believe it, but uh, if it offended you, well, then and only then, and only for you, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, boy. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury, WKOK News Time 9 a.m., CBS News, then local headlines coming right up. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is here. Rob Sanders on the other side of the glass. It is the 22nd day of December 2021. Uh, we are enjoying, let's see, we'll have a live program tomorrow on the radio. Joe will be on. Then he retires, starts his retirement uh, lengthened weekend every weekend. But we won't have a new show on the 24th, Christmas Eve. Uh, and Saturday, we'll of course, enjoy Christmas at home. Same on Sunday. And then Monday morning, Joe will be here with Carrie Albright, the uh, former local leader of the United Way, who's a good uh, Democrat in our area. I guess she's a Democrat. I don't know. And uh, then I it is... she's an independent. Uh, is she? Okay. Then uh, Peggy Chamberlain will be in on uh, she's Tuesday. She's a Democrat. Right. <laughs> Registered Democrat. And then on Wednesday, Steve Kushaloff will be in and with And when Joe. you look up Democrat in the dictionary, there's Steve's picture. <laughs> okay. And then on uh, Thursday... Thursday. Probably uh, some wimp, wimpy guy who plays a conservative will be back. That's me. So oh, okay. so if you look up wimpy guy who plays a liberal on the radio, that yeah, there's my picture. There's your picture. Okay, so you have to look that up. All right. On the mark sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company, please check them out at sunburymotors.com. We've been talking about traffic stops in Pittsburgh where uh, they're going to stop doing minor stops traffic stop, minor infraction traffic stops because it's disproportionately impacting black drivers over white motorists and so uh, we'll, we can keep, keep talking about that. Joe says that's a terrible idea. You should cite everybody you possibly can or at least stop everybody you possibly no, can. I also for said change the law. If you don't like the law, change it. But either right, if you're going to put it on the books and force law, it for everybody. Uh, I've simply argued that you really have to do a significant and scrutinous examination of why you're stopping more blacks than whites. What if 80% of the bank robbers were black? Would you say that's racist and that well, we should change the bank robbery laws because it disproportionately affects people of color? Well, I think, you know, you had the same observation in Williamsport where a disproportionate number of the arrests were for individuals who were black. You know, the town is probably one third That's not what I asked black. you. I'm asking you, should the law be changed? Oh, should the law be changed? Because uh, it largely affects one group of people. In other words, if there is a valid reason to not let people rob banks, if there is a valid reason to not let people drive with, a val- with an invalid inspection sticker, you know, then enforce the law. If it's if it's ridiculous to have the law in the books, take it off the books. Well, and w- why is it affecting blacks more? I think w- once we have that answer, then... But w- that's irrelevant. Is it? Okay. In other words, if, if you find that lucky, a law, right? they get again, more. the bank robbery law, we, we, we take that off the books because the majority of the people who are robbing back, banks are black. Okay. So Which what do we achieve then? Anyway, anyway. well, no, I know it's false. It's ridiculous. But what I'm saying, I'm asking you a hypothetical question. Mm-hmm. Should if you the, take the law off the book because it seems because to be racist? Because, not because it seems to be racist, but because it affects people of one color. Is that the way we should decide laws? Oh, wait a second. 80% of the people who are arresting for bank robbery are black. Well, let's take that law off the books. Well, you could turn it around and say we should take them off the books because it disproportionately affects whites. Most of the bank robbers are white, so therefore... Well, yes, you could make that argument, So, too. hey, look at, look at all the whites getting stopped for bank robbery. That's not right. <laughs> You're obviously targeting them. All right. Uh, Please disregard what I'm uh, separate what I just said from what I'm about to say. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf. We invite you to do what I've done. Go to sunburymotors.com. Pick out the next vehicle you're driving. I'm driving that Ranger now. I'm back into the smaller truck. I can't wait till they get a Maverick in. That's an even smaller truck still. Uh, that's the one where you can get 30 miles to the gallon on the highway, so you're not going to duplicate 
replicate that with any of the full-size uh, vehicles that are out there. But do as I've done. Go to the quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. I've been pumped up with nitrogen on multiple occasions, and I feel well, great. pumped up on something most yeah, of the thank time. Thank you. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> it's rarefied air, boy. Uh, anyway, they have nitrogen. It's for tires, not for people, but they take good care of you. They will inspect you, pump you up with nitrogen, <laughs> take care of your body, take care of your alignment. You're making this sound very personal. <laughs> right. And they will change your spark plug if that's what you need. You can do like Dr. Oz, get your divine spark redone, and it is an opportunity for you to have your vehicle perfectly taken care of at the quick lane. Get a new vehicle there. Order one up from the web. Do as I do. Drive a different one each week, and I'll be telling you about that uh, uh, Ford Ranger next week, probably. But uh, I'll tell you what, it's a nice vehicle, and um, I got to drive my father in it yesterday, and he said it rides like a car. SunburyMotors.com. They want to super serve you, so give them that opportunity. You'll be another happy customer. Some very brief news headlines here. Oh, let me mention, if you'd like to call us, do so now, 1-800-795-9565. We can talk about President Biden's remarks as it relates to COVID. No more mandates from Washington, D.C., he said, minus, of course, the big one that affects uh, larger companies and U.S. government employees and contractors, but no additional mandates. Quote, it's not March of 2020, so we don't need those. Uh, we can talk about Joe Manchin. Of course, there seems to be a conversation among the Democratic Democrats in Washington, D.C., that Build Back Better is not dead for this year. Maybe it'll come back somehow. So that is happening. No, it's dead this year. They okay, come dead back this year. at all, come back next year. Okay, like what Joe said is probably wrong, but we'll... we'll uh, there was we'll a very good commentary on Gordon Deal this morning where they suggested instead of running, shooting for home runs, the Democrats now, if they were smart, would go for singles or doubles. Okay, sound advice. Yeah, once again, America's First News with Gordon Deal, fabulous conservative guests most of the time, and they are very much appreciated by all of us listening to the show in the morning. Uh, we Let's see, what else can we talk about? Oh, we were talking about the Pittsburgh, this Pittsburgh rule, so we can talk about right. that. We're going to talk about Dr. Fauci. He's a little wound up because uh, Jesse, Waters. Jesse Waters thinks it's time for folks to take uh, take him out, I mean, no, take, take out Fauci. That's, that is misquoting that Jesse is Waters. That is exactly what he That said. is misquoting him. All right, to be continued. Uh, we have some brief net headlines. A man charged with killing his mother has sent his criminal case to Northumberland County Court. 39-year-old Christopher Depka of Cole Township had a chance to hear the testimony and evidence against him in magistrate's court, but opted instead to waive his right to the hearing and declined to have that preliminary hearing. Police in Cole Township charged Depka in the death of his mother, 61-year-old Sarah Jones, who was beaten with a baseball bat in her home. A reminder about safe driving habits to follow while moving around during increased holiday traffic. Highway Safety Network Community Traffic Coordinator Mike Deal wants to remind folks about the dangers of driving or distracted driving. The committee wants to ask Congress... There we go. The additional officers out including protocols looking for people who may be under the influence during that time period. And uh, Mike Dio was on a recent WKOK interview. You can hear that interview on the WKOK podcast page. A Dauphin County Republican U.S. Congressman from the 10th District has declined to a request to speak to the White House Committee investigating the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Our correspondent Mark Sims has that story. The committee wants to ask Congressman Scott Perry about his unsuccessful efforts to help install a Trump ally as acting attorney general. The committee also wants to look at relevant documents and communications involving Perry that are related to January 6th. In declining the committee's request to speak to him, 
Perry tweeted that the committee is illegitimate and is fueled by the radical left. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. And let's see, some good news about the teen, a, a teenager. When's the last time we had that on the radio? Uh, it started as a normal shift in Minnesota at a McDonald's restaurant in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, but before her shift could end, um, an unidentified woman would owe her life to a teenager's efforts. According to CNN, and we got this from Penn Live, Sydney Raley was working at a McDonald's for roughly seven months. She was working the drive through window and she noticed a customer was choking. Uh, Raley jumped through the drive through window into the driver's vehicle and somehow maneuvered in such a manner that she could perform the Heimlich maneuver, later moved the car forward so that someone else could assist in the Heimlich maneuver and saved the woman's life. A 15-year-old. Good for her. Popping out the driver's or popping out the drive-through window into the driver's car. Honest, Pete. Good, good action for a 15-year-old. Sydney rarely said quite an award for that. Right. She picked up her um, CPR and Heimlich maneuver training from Red Cross babysitting training uh, that she had been doing along the way. Okay. That's the kind of story you like to hear. Like the other story where the um, a black man actually chased down a purse thief uh, who assaulted a woman in a store. Oh, I heard that this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I heard the that A word, used too. the word. He <laughs> <laughs> says, I'm going to get I'm your... I'm coming for your, your black, posterior. Your backside. How come Gordon Deal can say it and we can't? <laughs> He's a grown-up, I guess. Aren't we? <laughs> He's allowed. Well... <laughs> Go to the mirror. Okay. All right. Finally, and I'm using this from the Tribune News Service, but everybody's carrying it. Anthony Fauci's kind of wound up. He's calling on Fox News to fire host Jesse Waters after the Philadelphia native told a crowd of conservatives to ambush Fauci in public and send the footage to his network. Quote, the guy should be fired on the spot, unquote, says Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. He said during an interview on CNN Tuesday, during a Monday appearance at America Fest, a conservative conference in Phoenix, Waters used incendiary language to call for people to confront and harass Fauci over his role combating the COVID-19 pandemic. Waters directed members of the audience to go in for the kill shot, ambushing Fauci with misleading ambushing Fauci with misleading Republican claims that Fauci lied to Congress about research at the Wuhan so Institute an edit, of Virology. There's an editorial story. Of, you know, we don't know whether the Wuhan lab engaged in that, and we don't know for sure whether or not it was funded by the well, no, NIH. They're, they're trying to say that's what uh, Jesse was talking about at the event. Ambushing Fauci with misleading Republican... Oh, I see the misleading Mislead, word. I got gotcha. you. Right. It should just say Republican claims with that reports, Fauci right. lied. Okay. Uh, because he didn't see it coming. Anyway, Waters added that people in the audience should send footage of their confrontation with Fauci to Fox News. Just make sure it's legal. Now, that's a bit of a disclaimer, if I ever heard one. Uh, Waters said Fox News declined to comment. Fauci has said he and his family received death threats from conservatives who opposed the COVID-19 Actually, Fauci, Fox News has since uh, come out in support of Waters. Oh, okay. Um, let me see if I yeah, can go in one. for the kill shot. That's a, that's a pretty nice thing to say. <laughs> but that's not exactly. I mean, it's misquoted, and that was the argument that uh, that Fox was making. That if you take what he said in context, it's entirely well. It's somewhat different. If I can find it. But Waters was talking about words, right? Go, you know. Right. Tell not them talking once and about for all, if you can. 
Well, wasn't it Maxine Waters who said if you see somebody who's a Trump supporter, confront them? Or was that about stop the steal? Or what was her beef? Maxine Waters. Right. Oh, gosh. I Confront people who are Trump supporters. Right. Well, take uh, them out in restaurants. And not don't take let them out. Well. <laughs> confront them. Harass them. Make their meal unpleasant. So Waters is telling the audience to go in for the kill shot verbally, right? Is that what right. you're arguing? That's, okay. what, that's what he was saying. Fox um, News hosts and personalities have repeatedly targeted Fauci through the pandemic. The company has yet to publicly comment on remarks made last month by the Fox Nation host, Lara Logan, who compared Fauci to the notorious Nazi doctor, Josef Mengele, during an appearance on Fox News primetime. Well, that's not <laughs> not a fair comparison. Well, either. but see, this is Fox's, uh, you know, this they do this to, so that this kind of thing will happen. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been talking about Fox News, so they get a little more publicity. You know, they do say the most incendiary type remarks, and, uh, you know, maybe they, the true context is safe, but they know that it will be quoted out of context by us in the liberal media, in this case, Trib, Trib News, Philadelphia Inquirer. Right. Well, so. I can't. It's amazing. I, I had it here a, a minute ago, but now I can't find it. Oh, here. Fox News stands by Jesse Waters. Uh, the story says Fox News backed Jesse Waters after Dr. Anthony Fauci said he should be fired for using conservatives or for urging conservatives to ambush him and go in for the kill shot. Um, <laughs> I'm starting to look where they where they actually quoted what he said, and it, it actually is somewhat different. And, of course, the topic runs out. I love when they fade the story at the bottom, and then you have to sign up to get the rest right. of the story. Okay. Um, to see so what are you here. on, the Hill? Uh, no, MSN News. Oh, okay. So, oh, that's free. All right. Well, it says continue reading. Okay. Uh, let's see if he says here, Waters urged the guest, here, Waters urged the guest to ask Fauci, why did you lie? And uh, we wave a little document purporting to be the grant that funded gain-of-function research in Fauci's face until he is forced to speak. This guy's scrambling at this point. You have the goods. Now you go in for the kill shot. The kill shot with an ambush, deadly, because he doesn't see it coming. This is when you say, Dr. Fauci, you funded risky research at a sloppy Chinese lab. Boom. He is dead. He is dead. He's done. So that's, Ooh, that's not calling for his death. It's it's using a metaphor. Just hoping for it. All right. No, what it's it, using a metaphor. Boom. He's dead. What's he referring to? He's referring to the fact that Fauci has no comeback. If I said to you, I, oh, I get you, hit okay. you with a zinger and say, boom, you're dead, that doesn't mean I've shot you. It means I think I've stopped you in your tracks. Have you seen this video? Uh, I saw part of what Waters was saying. I was almost at the point... We haven't seen the whole thing. No. Maybe that would uh, explain it away if we could see the whole context. It's remarkably hard to find, but maybe I'm missing the boat Well, here. it's almost a non-story, except that the media loves to come back, CNN in particular, because they've had so much trouble with sexual problems with their, with their producers and their hosts. They're more than interested in drumming up anything they can <laughs> against Fox. I think they're pointing out the humans that are the perverts, not just... <laughs> conservatives. No, these were liberals working for CNN. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. 
You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to the KOK Live Television Show Navidad. on the mark. Feliz Navidad. Who sings Prospero this? Prospero Año y Felicidad. Who sings this? Uh, Jose Feliciano. All right, good, good for you. One eight. <laughs> 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. All right, Bob, thank you for waiting through the break. Really appreciate it. You are on the mark. Yeah, good morning. As far as your topic this morning in the beginning with uh, basically white and black people with the police and all, um, I think it's more or less the uh, area that you're in, whether you have more whites or more blacks that are getting stopped by police. I don't think it's intentionally racial. But um, I do see more, when I was a prison guard, that the, in the county there was more white people, but when we got to the state prison, there were more black people incarcerated. So I guess that just goes to show you that uh, black people do uh, larger crimes than white people, in my opinion. Well, yeah, but the, uh, per- the Department of Corrections sends them places based on some sort of a formula or something, so they don't get distributed evenly around the state. They Correct. meaning they meaning inmates in general, not specifically blacks or whites. Right, and then the actual reason I was calling was yesterday we were talking about electric cars and stuff like that. I think what cities and towns are going to have to do is start putting power outlets in all along the streets for electric cars, <laughs> and they'll have to. <laughs> Uh, charge a fee to use them, like a permit or something like that. So when you run out uh, of juice, you pull over and what's charge it. Bob, what's going to generate the power for these uh, these stations you want well, to put Well, they're in? making larger batteries. They're making batteries last up to 300 miles. Maybe they'll have to put two batteries in a car and make it last 600 miles. Maybe they'll have to put solar panels on cars to charge the batteries. Maybe they'll have to put some kind of wind device in the engine that will generate power as the vehicle is going down the road. <laughs> All right. And as far as uh, people complaining about the pollution from electric vehicles, well, I'm sorry, but fossil fuels pollute 24-7. Electric vehicles do not pollute 24-7. They just pollute for a little bit of time, whatever it takes to make them. It comes back, what comes back, comes around, goes around. So, I mean, it's, actually benefiting the planet, whether people want to believe it or not, it is. I mean, I might not be paying as much fuel taxes on the highway as other people, but I'm still paying for tires and anything else that my car requires. Well, Bob, we have a call coming in, but go ahead and make your point. Well, my point is, you know, we're, we need to build back better like Biden is doing, going green. We have more solar farms going up out in California he just approved of. Some of them are going on uh, our, uh, our uh, yeah, in our, um, uh, 
our state lands and stuff like that. So and forest, yeah. forest, state forest. Well, we don't want forest. solar panels in forests. You'd have to cut down the trees, so that's not ideal. Oh, but that's uh, what well, you would do. You I don't have to. Well, that. we'll have to put windmills there too. You shouldn't cut down <laughs> the trees. Higher than the trees. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Uh, yeah, have thank a good you. Day. All have right, a good one. Mike, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. Go right ahead. Yeah, this is Mike from Bloomsburg. Yep. Okay. And. Uh, I never took any business courses or economics courses or anything like that. And I know, Joe, you've got experience with budgets and things like that. And, and Mark, you seem like a sharp guy. So I, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions and hope you can uh, make me understand. <clears throat> okay. So Build Back Better, <laughs> evidently, what they're going to do is they're going to uh, continue the child tax credit, Okay it was temporarily put in last year to help with the pandemic and make it permanent. And that, and it, that's going to add more money into people's pockets, okay, that have children. And then the other thing uh, Biden wants to do now is they also suspended uh, kids that had to pay their college loans back. They suspended the kids having to make those payments. So the way I see it is, the kids, and I was a kid, and I, and I know how I would be. Most likely, if I wasn't making that payment that I had to make, I would probably be spending that money instead of saving it for when the time came that I had to make it. So that money is going into the economy right now and causing inflation. The extra money that parents had, and, and all the parents that I know that had kids, they worked throughout the pandemic, and they're working now just like they were before. So... You know, that was just extra money to them. And most of them were banking it for the future, you know, for their education. But most of the other ones are spending it. So Biden wants to do two things that I believe will increase the demand for products and goods and services, which, you know, will equate to inflation. Am I wrong? Is that, is that how that works? Is, are the Democrats pushing ideas that uh, will increase inflation? Well, you you missed a couple of points that I think are relevant to what the questions you ask. First of all, in order to make the cost seem less, the Democrats propose to sunset this legislation. In other words, we're going to give you something, but we're going to say it's going to end in four years. Yeah, it's not a $200 trillion program if we kept it going forever. It's only a $2 trillion because it ends it cuts in off years. at four years. So Whatever. that's one reason why. I mean, and yes, the uh, the child tax credit uh, would uh, would be extended under this bill, but the you're talking about the college loans. That's only federal loans that are on hiatus. The ones that are done commercially, if a student borrowed that commercially, were on hiatus. Right. Uh, they they now have they ha- always have had to be repaid. So it's unclear to me. I mean, I think the entire proposal is going to fuel inflation, and I think Joe Manchin is absolutely correct in saying no. This is too big. Even the 1.5 or 6 trillion that he'll agree to, I think, is too large. But the point that they made on Gordon Deal's program this morning, uh, and I thought it was an excellent one, is that Democrats came in with the slimmest of majorities in the House and decided to go for the home run with a giant piece of legislation. And they feel it's going to fail if they continue to go down that path. They suggested they go for more singles and doubles. In other words, if there's something in there that really needs to be done and really would benefit people, then propose it as a piece of standalone legislation where we can analyze the cost and weigh the value of it, and then make a decision based on rationality rather than gut re- gut reactions or politics. 
Well, and I think they were trying to build on momentum that was gained when the first stimulus was passed earlier this year, and it, it was all they could do to get that through. So I think they, they saw that, oh my gosh, we got a success, we can get anything done, you can just brainlessly pass anything, whether it's you know multi-trillion dollars for our grandkids to pay back or whatever, doesn't matter what it is, we'll get it through. Barely got the infrastructure bill passed. Thank heaven for some Republicans who helped that. I mean, whether you like it or not, I'm saying that's what happened. And then, of course, now build back better. If you can't even convince the Democrats, well, then obviously this isn't going to pass. But there may be something in here, you know, in it that would help. I mean, the child tax credit is certainly worth examining. Child care is too expensive. You know, there was like a through line through the needy family fund stories that we heard that once a family has two children, well, then daycare becomes un affordable for most families or for many families. So, um, you know, if you can help with that or keep helping with that, I guess that's worth considering. It certainly can raise up the quality of daycare. A lot of daycares have to keep their prices lower. They can't get, you know, more stars or upgrade the child care because they can't afford it, but they can't charge more. They'll push people out the door. Uh, it's my understanding that there isn't enough high-quality child care. So, anyway, all the way back around to this, well, certainly I think Build Back Better is viewed as inflationary. Even if it were technically not paid for, it's still pumping money into the economy. Well, the assertion that it was another. paid for is ridiculous, and Joe well, that, Biden should that, have yeah, been ashamed to even say that. I think that myth has pretty much been busted. I right. think they've, they've dropped that claim, so that's wise. All right, Mike, now back to you. You well, get the last minute. <laughs> okay, well, Mark, you said that claim uh, about it being paid for has been dropped, but we all know the first lie that you hear is the one that gets remembered, and that's, that's what our president said. He said that in no uncertain terms. It's paid for. Mm-hmm. It's paid for. And, you know, there's a lot of people that believe that, and they're not going to learn any different because the mainstream media, you know, you're, the, you're, not, you're not the mainstream media. You guys are the last bastion of free speech. And the mainstream media is not making that point that it's, you know, not paid for for the most part. And then finally, real quickly, as far as the uh, daycare, you know, everybody says, hey, that's going to let women get into the workforce and it's going to ease the, the uh, labor. But they're not looking at the unintended consequences of what that law might do. And, and that's one thing that the government never does. They never look at the unintended consequences of their laws. And by completely changing the idea of daycare the way we're running it right now, there's going to be tremendous uh, amounts of unintended consequences, and probably most of them are going to be negative in the big picture. Like well, what? Like what? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> okay, so if the government says we're going to make daycare available for everybody... That's not one, what they're doing. They're making money, putting money in the pockets of families to pay for daycare. Okay, well then, that's making it available, right? Yeah. That's making it... There's going to be a bigger demand for daycare. Okay, but with that law, there's all type of stipulations of how these daycares have to be run, what the qualifications of the people that work there. So basically, they're going to create a demand for a product that they do not have the uh, needed, they're not meeting the requirements, the new requirements. So there's going to be a bigger demand than there is supply. So what is that going to do to the cost of daycare immediately? 
Well, using your logic, it's obviously going to raise it. <laughs> exactly. It's going to raise the cost of daycare. It's just like when they made college more affordable for everybody. What did it do to the cost of college? Right. Well, at the, at the moment, the, the child tax credit doesn't have a string attached that you have to have a certain type or quality but of daycare at the moment. Uh, typically of the government, they always get the cart ahead of the horse. I would think that before they did this, they would want to investigate the availability of daycare. In other words, how much capacity capacity it does there exist in daycare that we can fill before we need to expand in a way that is unproductive. So you mean there may be enough slots at the moment, but they're too high a cost, like a, a family with three kids. Right. You know, that's what, the question is, what, is it the cost or is it the availability, as, as, uh, as Mike suggests? All it right. might be both, in, depending on the area you're in, but it's typical of people on the left, they want a one-size-fits-all policy. Well, let's just throw money at it. If we give everybody money, they'll solve the problem. Well, I don't think that's true. And if I could interrupt, Joe, this comes right back to what you mentioned about some show that was earlier. Do one thing at a time. If each one of these (laughs) ideas in this grand package was out one at a time, and they were discussed and looked at, and congressmen and senators and people actually had a chance to understand what they were trying to do with daycare, if that was all that was on the table... I think you could get a product that was pretty good, but no, they want to put it in thousands of pages that nobody reads, nobody understands, and they want to use narratives and means to pass it. And guess what? You get a bad bill when that happens. Well, as Nancy Pelosi said, we got to pass this bill to find out what's <laughs> She's in it. She's saying that again. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks, Thanks for Mike. calling in. All right. 1-800-795-9565. we got open phones, so we got a caller standing by. We're going to get to him in a moment, but we have an opportunity for you to weigh in now, build back better in the daycare component and the big lie that it's paid for by itself. Uh, We alluded to uh, Jesse Waters encouraging listeners to kill Dr. Fauci, so that's that's not what he did. I think he did. He asked him to go in for the kill shot. All right, we got a Pittsburgh a a change in law enforcement in Pittsburgh in order to stop stopping so many black drivers. What's your view on these topics? One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Got any good news? Call us and tell us something good. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Back to the KOK Live Telephone uh, Talk Show on the mark. Let me hit click something before you talk. There you go. Um, Oh, that's the wrong thing again. How many times have I hit the wrong button? I don't know. But why don't you hit the phone button? Because we do have a caller who wants another minute. Ben, go right ahead. Hey, Mark, if Biden's so popular, where are all the Build Back Better hats at? I don't think he is popular. (laughs) Oh, he has to be. He got 81 million votes. 
Well, he was popular, but he isn't popular. Well, he, he was. <laughs> he was popular, oh. but he is not popular. No. I, I thought you were saying he's doing such a good job and everything. <laughs> no, he's doing just the opposite of a good job. No, no Mark no. has never said he's doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, I know Tom and Chris say he is, but, you know, and then my question, too, is why is he using the Great Reset slogan that the Davos group and Klaus Schwab are using, and along with Boris Johnson, he's using it over in Great Britain. Why the same slogan? Oh, build back better. Um, I have no idea. I, I don't think ninety percent or ninety nine percent of our audience wouldn't know those things you just said well, that somebody else uses them. Well, maybe maybe it's, maybe it's along the line like Joe was talking yesterday how this uh, what is winter blizzard or COVID blizzard? Yeah, that's coming. right, a blizzard, yeah, COVID, COVID. a viral blizzard, a viral, viral blizzard. blizzard, blizzard. All right, thank yes, you so it, much, Van. Thanks. Yeah, for we don't need in. a viral blizzard, do yeah. we? Thank you, thank you. Uh, let's see, upper right hand corner, Joe. That's all new. right. Good morning. Question, why do I have to pay for daycare for someone else's family? I'm a senior. I want them to drop local school property taxes so I can stay in my home. We know why we have to pay for daycare. Democratic votes. Thank you. Well, the current uh, daycare law change that gives the tax credit was voted on by Republicans also. So that is... Um, well, during the pandemic, I mean, that's like the voting the rights truth. thing. I mean, Republicans what we, voted for it, but it was pandemic, really. What we did for the pandemic, what steps we took during an emergency, okay, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But then trying to codify them into law so that they remain with us forever is another thing entirely. Okay, what can we do to help families who can't afford daycare? Well, I don't know. What's the problem? Oh, okay. How, Keywords, no, I don't no, know. No, no. What Do I'm saying nothing. to you, you obviously didn't hear me before. Get those MSNBC beans out of your ears. I have funnels. What I'm saying is we don't know what the problem is. Is the problem... You don't pe- know what the problem is. People we don't People who are know. informed on this, you don't know. People uh, who are let informed me on this, no. If there is a cost problem, that's one issue. If there is a supply problem, there's another. I know people who tell me, oh, gee, I couldn't get my kid into daycare, mm-hmm. or I know this, this uh, preschool is crowded and they aren't well, accepting both. any applicants. There's a shortage of high-quality daycare. Okay. We know so this to be true. how do we handle it? Is the best way to handle it by giving families money? If there is no Tax availability, credits. if there's no availability, what's their money going to buy? Well, if, if there's um, enough yeah, but, money, but, but, you but, can but, start but, up yeah. another daycare. Oh, okay. So, in other words, the families now are going to go into the daycare business. We know that, for example, in the, at the YMCA in Sunbury, if they had more, if they could charge more, they could have more slots. But they're sort of at that equilibrium where the amount of revenue comes in matches a certain size expense and a certain number of stars that they receive. So, they have talked about the conceptual idea of expanding the daycare, but you need money for that to, to get bigger to do better you need money to make money all right well then who provides daycare should it be a should it be a function an add-on to the school district in other words we already have the facilities the buildings should we now require them to take toddlers and change their diapers anything at all whatsoever to raise my school taxes joe i'm going to crawl across the table but what's the difference your taxes are going to go up and give you the kill shot your your taxes are going to go up anyway if we wind up funding daycare uh through because 
no, no. My great-grandchildren are paying for it. Come on, Joe. Well, then your great-grandchildren will pay for your taxes, too, your right. real estate right. taxes. Well, that's who's paying for all this stimulus stuff. I mean, I just think that we, before we solve the problem, we ought to define the problem. I, I just think you don't know what the daycare issue is. We'll have well, Norm you tell Rich me, is call it, which into is the show. It? Is, it yeah, money? It. is it money, or is it availability, or is it a combination of the two? All right. Upper right-hand corner. All right. Oh, no, we, no, we didn't read that. Go Good ahead. morning. Mark's way off base again. I'm constantly <laughs> astounded by the drivel he spouts. Oh, that I'm sorry. Not that's not what it says. <laughs> okay. Maybe what they mean, but that's not what they said. No, we already. I just read this one. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. About yeah, but your short-term memory is really going to hell in a handbasket. Okay. <laughs> what day is this? This is Wednesday, all okay. day long, and tomorrow will be Thursday. Well, this show is torturously long. And we have a caller. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Dan, you're on the mark. Hey, good morning. Mark, you asked a question. <laughs> Does anybody out there have good news? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. I have, you know we're coming up when a lot of Christians celebrate Christmas. Oh, here we go. Why, the good news is a Savior came into the world to redeem Joe, people back. No, Joe. What? Stop them. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's not what we're doing on this program, Dan, but thanks. <laughs> you, you know, that's that's why he came. It's good right, news. Because he couldn't get on the mark. <laughs> All right. Because, All right okay. uh, what else? What, what's the what good else? news in New Berlin? What are folks talk, what's, what's the best news you heard that's municipal or citizen-related in New Berlin? That, you know why a lot of people here in New Berlin believe the good news okay. of the Savior coming to earth, that they could, they could not only have a better life here, but they'd have a bright future. Okay. Well, that is all and, true, 100% true And they the could board. make it go to heaven and live forever with the Savior. All this right. life here is real short. This is torturous. You know, here I am, 77. And it seems like I just turned 20. But I'll soon be out of here, but my future's bright. And anyone out there can have the same future that I do. Good luck. With bless and happiness. All right, we got you. Thank Thank you you so much. All right. Thanks for calling in. Take care. All right, one of our listeners says, This is what my husband and I did to avoid daycare. He worked the day shift. I worked the night shift. I know we had a problem. Uh, I know we have a problem. Single parents, they'll have to get grandparents or auntie or uncles to help them. That's the best way to handle it. But you don't put another burden on people's taxes. Federal never be able to keep up. Right. I might be missing some letters in there. But the bottom line is don't raise taxes to support other people's daycare. Well, I mean, my wife provides daycare for our three-year-old grandson. Uh, she watches him four what days a week. What does she know about education? Well, quite a bit, as a matter of fact. <laughs> oh, so she's a qualified teacher. No, but she's been in the school system for many, many years. So it's, she's not just babysitting. She was a tutor. She wasn't a... If I could use the proper phrase that I would use at my house, them kids are learning. Well, I mean, you know, the, I think a family member is always going to provide more uh, beneficial care than uh, people that don't know the child or who have 40 or 50, 30, 20 other children to deal with. I mean, personalized. Would you agree that one-on-one, 
That's ridiculous. In other words, one-on-one is worse than group settings. No, but one-on-one could be in a professional setting, too. Some of the time could be one-on-one in a professional setting. I'm just saying just because you have family watching kids, there's no guarantee that the kids are being ideally cared for or learning. Oh, all right, I'll Your wife that is point. into education, and that's those kids aren't being babysat. This is, you know, everything but a preschool. But, well, not every day. I mean, we, yesterday we saw a group of uh, at a park that, that apparently was a daycare, and they took the the kids out and were getting them some fresh air and they were well supervised and they seemed to be having a great time and the, some of them were wearing masks you know mm-hmm. even though they were outdoors and I thought well you know this is good and um, you know I asked the guy about how many he had and he said oh we're qualified for up to 24 but he didn't have 24 with him that day mm-hmm. you know so I think that that certainly is a good setting when when they are taking the kids out, making sure they get fresh air, a lot of sunshine, exercise. even when it's cold, and exercise. But, you know, at the same time, my grandson was at a park, and he was there with my wife, and, they, and he was having a good time, too. Good. So, but the thing is... We need to understand you need where to understand. the issue is. Joe doesn't get. We'll, no, we'll have on. the you're early childhood willing. education you initiative. Know, you don't want your taxes to go up, but you're very generous with other people's tax money. I'm not raising You want to throw it out? Let's give I everybody a zillion dollars. Oh, brother! Yeah, We're, I'm going to have Sarah Lover sit down with you. She works within the early childhood. Uh, Commission thingamabob. She'll, she'll the get thingamabob. Oh, you're really well informed on this. A thingamabob. Huh? <laughs> well, I don't know the precise name. The early name. education thingamabob. Well, honey, goody. <laughs> honey, everything you fit could know about daycare could fit on the head of a pin. Everything I know about it could uh, fill up one percent of a book. How about that? Well, I'm. I, you know, I, what I'm saying is exactly that. We need to identify the problem. You need to know. We know what it is. You just. Don't you know, know what it you're is. You're uninformed. Okay. No, I don't know, but I know the folks who know know. The you, folks you who don't know know. I know the folks who don't the know don't, who don't know. know you don't know. No, you don't know. You're you not know, one of the folks know. who know. You know. Don't know. You don't know. Do not know. <laughs> Let's take a break. <laughs> There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Are you okay, Joe? I'm waiting to hear what next comes out of your mouth. Joe got the what for from uh, one of our informed staffers. Well, I did. You did. He said we both missed the point. I understand <laughs> the point. You missed the point. Upper right-hand corner, Joe. Said, good morning, gentlemen. Here's my opinion about coronavirus and all the mutant viruses. <laughs> Have you ever been ever around people that think they know everything about everything? Right now, we have experts on a virus. Thank you. All right. Lance is on the mark. Speaking of experts, here's Lance. Good morning, Lance. he is an expert on something. Okay. Well, starting off with uh, my car, you couldn't tell if a person was black, white, purple, or green driving it. All the newer model cars have tinted windows. For air conditioning, isn't yours? 
Uh, I believe the rear doesn't. windows are, but not the front windows. They can't. Uh, the one that I'm driving now, this Ranger, has highly reflective glass. I don't. I wouldn't say it's tinted, but you cannot see in at all. Yeah, right. That's what I'm talking. Maybe about. Maybe that's a trend. Yeah, I, that's a good question. Yeah. Well, that maybe that'll cut down on this racial profiling of scoff laws. Well, I hate to tell you, this Pittsburgh. isn't a new thing. The cars have been this way for a couple of years. Now. What tinted? Okay. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Why? Um, also, um, blacks commit a com- disproportionate amount of crime, and I mean it's huge, starting right. just right with murder. That's what I tried to say about Williamsport, but uh, you know, you could look at Williamsport's enforcement and say, "Aha, they're targeting blacks." Well, that's you know, two thirds of the crimes that were committed were done by blacks in Williamsport. Yeah, that's almost nationwide. Sixty percent nationwide of all armed robberies are done by black folk, and fifty-two percent of murders. I have statistics from nineteen, and it's even worse now. So uh, wouldn't it follow all the way through? All the crime would be like that. So when you pull one over, the propensity for that person being wanted like on a bench warrant would probably be a whole lot higher than if it was a white person. Gotcha. All right. Well, one one of the things that they talked about, too, was uh, the sentences handed down against black folk. Well, when it was all analyzed, and this looks like a pretty extensive study, the worst sentences were handed down by black judges. And I know from my really super black friends, they always say a black man gets himself in a jam. Worst thing he wants, the thing he doesn't want to see in that courtroom is a black judge. Mm-hmm. And also when we, we talk about uh, the uh, education, you know, higher education, I, I donate to the uh, United ne- Negro oh boy, uh, College Fund and also McCary College. Now, these are black colleges. Now, the thing they have going for them is they don't have to coddle the kids. They, in a white college, they think, well, we can't go tough on this black kid because he's black. Well, <laughs> that doesn't happen there. Uh, when those folks are done there, they have a really good education because they're feet was held to the fire and nobody coddled them just because of their race okay all right i would hope we're not coddling people although i think this law is a step in that direction because we're we're saying that we're not going to enforce the law we're going to modify the law because the number of people who get arrested for it happen to be people of color you know that that just strikes Mm -hmm. me as the entirely the wrong way to handle this issue yeah that's just was like i said the same way i was uh um Making, relating it to uh, education, schools in general, and everything. I would suggest Pittsburgh come up with uh, taxpayer-funded subsidies for black drivers to keep their vehicles <laughs> in compliance. Taxpayer-funded subsidies? Right, to keep, so black drivers can keep their vehicles in compliance so they don't get stopped Well, as I much. think it's your taxes ought to pay for that. Uh, that would be fine. I w- uh, I'd chip in. Well, no, not chip yeah. in. I think you've got to P- fund it yourself. For whole, like start a $4 million program in Pittsburgh to keep, <laughs> to keep all vehicles, black and white, in yeah. full compliance with all... But if this is a problem, oh. why isn't it a problem all across America? Why yeah. is it just Pittsburgh? Why does I, Pittsburgh I think need Pittsburgh to solve the problem? Pittsburgh's just addressing it. It may be an issue elsewhere. I, I think we Have just... Have you heard it raised before? No. Where did we get that? That was from the Pittsburgh Tribune Review. That was a Trib Live. Right. Yep. Well, Pittsburgh that's, Tribune that's Review. That's where that comes from. Okay. So... Hey, we got you, Lance. Thank you so much. 
You bet. Appreciate Thank it. You. So what would you suggest then we do in, instead? Just change the law or just not enforce it or just quietly let it go away? You know, how, how, do you, how do you solve this problem? You believe there's a problem here that needs solution, as right. does I the think Pittsburgh what should do City Council. is stop checking off on the arrest form whether the driver's black or not, and that will eliminate the problem. You won't know if they're black or not, so therefore you'll no longer have that data, so you won't have that statistic. You won't know if you have a problem. That's the way to go. Well, what if about the name of the person who gets the ticket? <laughs> What about it? Well, eventually, if they commit some other crime, you're going to find out what color they well, are. There's no. So you think we should take color off of every form yes. and application? Yes, because well, that might cause, be a good start. That's causing a disproportionate number of blacks to get stopped. So, in other words, if we don't know what color they are, we don't know who got stopped. And if you look up in the dictionary under burying your head in the sand, I was going to say, look up ostrich in the dictionary. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Mark's cockamamie plan: eliminate race from the check. Well, when you check say off. Mark's worthless ideas, you ain't kidding, buddy. <laughs> hey, I'm there. For you. All right, everybody, we're going to start this up again tomorrow. This is News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.